Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the second in a four-part series entitled Our World Cup Lives, which sees 9320 contributors pick out five memorable, meaningful World Cup games from their lifetime and have it corresponded with events closer to home. Joining us today is the one and the only Howard Hocking, Manchester born and bred, a lifelong blue and an England fan. And as we'll discover in true Burt fashion, when it comes to his country at the biggest show on earth, it's for heartbreaks that have made the most lasting impressions. Would that be true to say, Howard? I mean, spoiler alert, but of the four England games you've chosen, all ended in defeat. Uh, uh, hello, by the way. Oh, I hadn't realised. Uh, yeah, hello. That was like a Desert Island Discs intro, that. Thank you very much. I'll put, I'll put the music in in the background. Any comparisons to Sue Lawley will always be taken. Yes, Lauren Laverne now. It's, of course it's it is. Very of good, actually, yeah. She is, she is. Uh, I hadn't realised. Yeah, well, I chose them pretty quickly. So, but I think heartbreak is possibly pushing it, which we'll get to in a way. Right. Okay. I mean, what else is that? That I started picking stuff for you, and it's just finals only, is it not? By the way. Yes. So like yeah, not qualifiers. Or something yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen plenty of good stuff. I was there when Beckham scored the free kick at Old Trafford to you know to get. England to the World Cup and put Germany to the playoffs at the last gasp. And, you know, that was absolutely marvellous, magical you know, <laughs> moment in my football sporting life. Don't compare with the, the highs of City, as we'll get to. But, you know, it was mm. still a high. And then I wanted to do Euro 96. So you, I, kept giving you a, <laughs> I kept giving you stuff like, oh, can we do... Because uh, I was at the England-Croatia... Euros qualifier with Steve McLaren, the Wally with a Brolly. Yeah. I wanted to do that because it's one of the worst nights of my life. And you went, no, nope, that's Euros, that's a qualifier. So a lot of my England, the good England stuff just doesn't happen to be World Cup finals. So when you look at the finals itself, yeah, I guess, ultimately, because they don't win it, ultimately, that's the nature of cup football, is it not? It ends, mm. you don't win it, then it's going to end with a bad news story in a way, so... No, that's certainly true enough, and particularly the way you know the British are when it comes to these things. You know, looking for scapegoats, for example, mm. or um, and you know, sending off a penalty, whatever it may be. It's always that that everyone fixates on, rather than the ninety minutes overall. But I mean, that's the nature, I guess, of World Cups. I should say as well, with you saying about you know, the Euro games you wanted to bring in and stuff, this is a very simple concept. <laughs> very simple. <laughs> <laughs> your, your inability to grasp that concept was actually impressive. <laughs> oh, I but, just don't read anything anymore, do I? You know when you get like, yeah. yeah, this is the, well, this is the consequence of just flicking through Twitter timelines all day. Mm. You, know, you don't actually read anything properly anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's so I probably enough, didn't yeah, read yeah. your message properly. Right? England, what, you know. I mean, it's called a World Cup life. I did the image for it for the show last week. The clues were there, to be honest. So, yeah. Well, I had um, uh, a work email the other day, and basically, I normally write a thousand words on on a, on a game or or whatever it may be. Uh, and he sent an email saying this is the new format for the World Cup, um, and underlined and in bold, the email said. For these, can you do two games, 500 words each, right? Underlined and in bold. To which I replied, Hi, mate, yeah, I'm good to go with all of this. I'm all understood. Can I just ask, though, um, for the, for the, each of these games, so you want them broke down into 500 words? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I looked back at the previous email, I was like, why don't I just read stuff? It's, it helps. Yeah. 
Anyway, bef- before modern, we... Um, it is modern bef- life. It is modern life, yeah. We've got a, a tension span of newts. Um, yeah. Before we look back and reminisce or otherwise, um, I guess, obviously, we're in the midst of a World Cup. England are playing this weekend, so we should touch upon that quickly. Um, overall, how... Just kind of as a fan, never mind being an England fan, but just as a football fan, how are you enjoying the tournament? I was until last night when people just seemed to struggle with the concepts of a sphere and a line. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Sorry to interject. broken me last night. Do you know what broke me though? I went the other way. It was the amount of people explaining what, what... what it was, you know, that that was what got me. It was like, okay, yeah, I think you've explained it now that it didn't cross a line. And but there's so many people who kind of responded to that initial stupidity, that that was what annoyed me. Yeah, just I yeah actually got me off Twitter in the end. It was yeah, like, see me. Yeah. Game soon. This half hour conspiracy. Like talk about the game. <laughs> talk about the amazing game. No, the most annoying thing to me is assuming that if that's disallowed, it ends one all, as if like the full time whistle goes. Because it doesn't, Japan then have to find. They'll know once Germany start going four two, you know three two four two, whatever. They know they've got to win to go through. Yeah. So they'll have approached the game differently. They might not have won, of course. They might have actually ended up losing. We don't know. We'll never know. But to say that that's, you know, we get this in football. I hate that more than anything. Like as someone said on Twitter last night, if someone gets escapes a second booking and you say they were lucky to stay in the pitch. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, they they get a booking and they, they got away one earlier. Well, maybe if they hadn't got away with the earlier one, they wouldn't have done the yes, second one. They've true. changed that's their approach. Yeah. It's just idiotic, like, basic, us, low-level <laughs> analysis and, like, commentary. I just hate it. But the World Cup, yes, it's really hotted up. So, yeah, I'll get back on. I'll I was going to say, I'll yeah. I'll get back yeah. on message, shall I? Uh, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's the business end of the group stage and it's like there was that... I said to Asan, I think it was, four games a day, sounded exciting, it wasn't. It really, I mean, it's yeah. nice having a game on at 10am, but even when the, there was so much football that even when the big games came around, I was still it was still background noise. A lot of the time I was looking at my phone, I'd look up if there was a goal or a yeah. chance or the commentator's voice went up, a few decibels. Now, now it's proper stuff and it's proper drama and it, yeah, you realise the beauty of a World Cup. Uh, ultimately, you know, it's just about the football because there's nothing else to praise, let's mm. be honest. Uh, but it is kind of delivering. And there was a run of nil-nils and you thought, ooh, it's going off the boil this big Yeah, time. that's sick so far. But yeah. no, I mean, it's delivered some amazing drama. I mean, Spain, Germany both went ahead and I, I did consider just turning off my t- TV and watching, catching up on, you know, some t- some uh, box sets and stuff. And yeah. just goes to show, uh, nothing, yeah. It's as unpredictable as ever. And it's the last time this will ever get to experience this drama because they're going to Alas, destroy the format. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have groups of three where two go through. How much drama is that going to give you? It's um, Bollocks is what yeah. it is. Enjoy yeah. it whilst you can, to yeah. be honest, because this is it. Yeah, because when you look at old formats of World Cups from even as recently as 82, I think there was a stupid yeah. format, wasn't there? And, and yeah, think, why, England, what, you went... There was two group stages, wasn't there? Mm. It's weird. Uh, rubbish, to be honest. Let's England were unbeaten, weren't they? But they still went out in 82, I think. Yeah, yeah they drew a lot of nil-nils and like, only the top yeah. one went through to the semi or something. It was weird format, yeah. 
yeah. But as it is now, is is a great format. I've, I've I totally mm. agree. Four games a day, uh, it's not possible. And what I found as well is I've been so busy writing about the World Cup, I haven't had any chance to watch yeah. a bloody thing. So now that it's actually more condensed, as two oh. games a day, yeah. it's possible now. So um, oh, yeah, football gods thing we did for the charity podcast, Andrew Detmo and Joe Green. Mm-hmm. There is obviously a way to make it even better, which of course will never happen. I think it's to the detriment of tournament knowing your path. So right. yeah, yeah. ultimately, just make it an open... Well, well, okay. Round of 16, you keep it. A group winner plays a second place, but you don't know who. Yeah. You do a draw, and then quarters on just an, an open draw, like an FA Cup Can draw. you imagine the conspiracy theories uh, about warmed balls, though? It's, like, on a global scale, it's bad enough when it's the FA Cup third I, round. I, but, I imagine the logistics or something doesn't it makes that impossible, perhaps. And also, can you imagine how long they draw that kind of um, that event out as well? That would mm. be like a six-hour event in itself, isn't it? But just it, to would, do... it would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um Okay, very quickly, England Senegal. Um, your thoughts, your general thoughts on it. Whew. Uh, Are you confident? I think yeah, quietly confident. They're they're they've got pace. They're aggressive, physical, but they are missing Mane, uh, Drissa Gay, two key players for mm. them. It's not going to be an easy game. It's, I certainly wouldn't expect England just to breeze through it. But ultimately, over the course of the game, I think with our attacking options, they they will probably cause us quite a few problems. But I think that could play into England's hands that they'll be quite open. I don't mm. think it's going to sit on the edge of the box. They want to express themselves and play football. You know, it's obviously the passion they will bring to to it as well. It sounds patronising in a way, but they're a joy to watch their fans and their teams. And you know, I've watched all their group games. They're mm. entertaining and the atmosphere will be really good. England should have too much for them over the course of the game. But I expect it to be an open, entertaining game and quite a good one for the neutral. And I don't think it would pl- be plain sailing, no. But I expect England to be... I'd be very surprised if they went out against Senegal because they do have that, you know, a, a better squad and strength in depth. And he'll... Ultimately, yeah, we might get the starting line up wrong, but those options off the bench and using the squad and five substitutes gives England a huge advantage over Senegal. Yeah, Senegal's defence is, is absolutely superb. Um, they've conceded 0.6 goals per game in 2022, which is staggering. I mean, that's 20 games. So over the course of 20 games, they're conceding, you know, essentially half a goal a game. Um and oh, for any betting people out there, I know some people like to have a, a flutter, particularly on the big games. Go for corners for this one. Um, over nine point five corners is a good shout because mm. between them, England and Senegal have averaged ten point five corners per game. So, just basically, obviously now it's a knockout game. You expect things to tighten up, but still, these two like to uh, to, to win a few a corner or two. So uh, that's a good shout. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think England will prevail, but I do think it's going to be a lot tighter and a lot tenser than what people are expecting. And this very easily could go to extra time for me. Um, but the key point is the one you made, which is the quality on the bench. Um, whoever Southgate goes goes with, you know, if, if you're bringing on Saka or if you're bringing on Foden or if you're bringing on Grealish, you've got so many options. Whoever he starts and then whoever he brings on. So... That'll be the key difference, I think, as the game kind of wears on. Um, 
Okay, let's go back in time now. Um, we really should get some sound effects for this moment. Um, some kind of, you know, doodle-doo-doo-doo. But when was the I first world... look into that if you want. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. It would be good. Some kind of Mr. Ben thing or... Um... <laughs> Mr. Ben. I don't know why I said Mr. Ben. He didn't go back in time, did he? He went to an alternative universe. It was, um, yeah. I must be thinking of some kids' programming that goes back in time. Well, Doctor Who does. I don't yeah, know. I guess, it. yeah, yeah. I only, get, I only have to be, enjoy Doctor Who on Christmas Day, so. Yeah, yeah I can't stand Doctor Who. Oh, God. I, I watched it when um, Tennant was in it, and it was all right, but. Oh, Is that oh. co- constant music in the background? Just absolutely <laughs> great. So there's constant music all the time. Yeah. Which to me suggests they're not. They're not confident about the script itself. So. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. What, who's your Doctor Who, by the way? As in, who was the one when you were a kid? Because we're the same age. I'm, I always think of Tom Baker. Or uh, is it? What's his name? He was in a. See, I, I see him in a program. No one's going to know about a very peculiar practice. Does was he also in All Creatures Great and Small? T- yeah. Timothy Christopher? T- no, Christopher. No, Timothy. it's uh, Davidson. Isn't it? uh, That's yeah, Peter Davidson. Peter yeah, Davidson, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. Maybe, but I say I've never had much interest in it, so... <laughs> this is why me and you should never do pods like this. <laughs> we got oh, hopelessly let's way Let's scrap the World Cup bit of it anyway. Let's go back in time like Doctor Who. Uh, what was the first... And again, I've already stated, we, we are pretty much the same age, isn't it? About two weeks separated. So mm. I should imagine we'll be on the same page with a lot of this. What was the first World Cup that you really remember in Technicolor, because, you know, there's obviously World Cups preceding that, the way you remember a little slight moment here and there, but what was the one that really, where you thought, oh, wow. It's got to be 86, Mexico. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I do tie this into City in a way, because I honestly don't believe anyone who says they, they remember games when they were five years old or stuff like that. Mm. So for City, yes, yeah, so I was born in 74. Honestly, I think, Relegation in 83 is one of the first vivid City memories for me. Yeah. I'd be lying if I remember the 81 Cup final and stuff that vividly. So I think until you get to eight years old, you know, 82, I just, yeah, it's on the cusp really. But I can't mm. say, I just don't remember that much about my childhood. I don't have it vividly. It was very normal. I, I remember the. It was normal and nice, final? and I don't remember very early memories or like <laughs> when you're four years old or stuff. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely thing to say now. It was normal and nice. And yeah. That is the nicest thing you can say about your own childhood, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so, sorry to interject, but can you remember the 82 final, though? Because I, I vividly recall Tardelli and, no. you know, that. No, you can't just, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to it. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I just can't say that it's in my mind as a proper memory rather than something I've watched since and know about. Yeah, fair so. enough. Fair but 86 fair. just felt, yeah, I remember that. So 12 years old. You just, you know, in a way, possibly when you're at, you're most passionate about football. Yes, because, definitely. Well, at least you've still got innocence as well, and everything is exotic. How many football channels? Uh, how many football? How many channels? Completely are they on the TV? Four, I think. Mm. And it was in Mexico. It was supposed to be in Colombia. They pulled out, so Mexico took over. They were the first country to have it twice, and as you. I don't know if uh, in the quiz quiz question it was it's the last final uh, in '86 to have an attendance of over hundred thousand. So right, hasn't been one since. And yeah, the the heat, the the kits, the players, 
Maradona just was the first player that, you know, absolutely mesmerised by. I think it's definitely why my first choice comes from this game, from this tournament, because obviously there's a game in there as well that stands out, even though the final itself, the finals can be absolutely turgid affairs. They could be the biggest anticlimaxes, but this one delivered. Mm. Uh, it's obviously a game really one that I've picked. But yeah, it was definitely that one. Watching that for the first time as a 12-year-old is just, yeah, that's what, that's what makes you, it was such a passion for it. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.